calling you all a different kind of bird because I love you and I love birds and that is that. I hope all of you nine beautiful listeners have had a good week. I have had an okay week, I think. I don't know. I don't know what kind of week I had because I am terribly disassociated all of the time. That's only a little bit true, but yesterday my therapist asked me how I was doing and I was like, good, I'm doing good. Good? Good? It just gradually uh, kept going up higher octaves and gaining more question marks. I think when you're super busy, it can be really hard to give yourself that mental check-in time because if, if you don't like what you see or what you hear, if you're not doing great, then well fuck you still got a bunch of shit to do that stuff's not going to go away it's like sometimes it feels like it's not an option to not be okay and I don't think that's a healthy way to look at it because that's the reality of life and living with mental illness I have apparently I have major depression which I've been doing a little reading about because every week I come to my therapist with something new I'm like okay I have figured it out I'm autistic I figured it out I have severe ADHD and eventually I was like can you just tell me like what is wrong with me and she was like well from from my notes I would say you have major depression so basically I have really long or short depends spells of just sadness a deep sadness and it's hard to explain because it doesn't mean it's like I can go outside and feel the sun's rays and and it warms my heart and I'm still in a depressive spell but I'm appreciating all of these beautiful things it's just this it sometimes it literally feels like there are weights on you just pushing you down at all times and every picking up uh, a fork is just a gargantuan effort I don't really know why my example was picking up a fork <laughs> like uh, yeah it's just really hard for me to pick up a fork sometimes <laughs> um but yeah I guess I noticed god it really it comes and goes but I noticed yesterday I um, I get tension headaches too and I was like I feel sick sometimes my body just feels really sick my head hurts I feel sick to my stomach and so I just let myself watch tv for like six hours um and I didn't I tried super hard not to feel guilty about it even though I had a really long to-do list because I'm not going to show up fully and be present for these activities or not even activities sometimes just tasks like editing a thing posting a thing blah 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 meeting the person filming the stuff telling the jokes you aren't gonna it's not gonna be for shit if you're not rested and taking care of yourself so sometimes you just have to sit and watch shameless for 
six hours straight and that's just what I did and I ate over the course of the day four I'll say it again four chocolate chip muffins that were absolutely incredible Emily and I made them they were I guess healthy kind of gluten-free vegan pretty good ingredients if you want the deets on those muffs you can subscribe to our patreon where we're posting all the videos of us baking together and she is Emily who was on the last week's episode she's an expert cook chef she truly is an artist in the kitchen and I am an artist in the bedroom you know what I mean no I am I am I am also an artist in the kitchen I've actually I I never really told her this um I think because for some reason I can I I play dumb sometimes I just I always I think of my brain as an etch-a-sketch and it's so easy for me to make everything just go away um, maybe I should talk to my therapist <laughs> about that, but, so I never told her that I've been baking since I was really young, like, I started baking with my grandma as, a, a gosh, like, 10, 11, we would make, I remember one Christmas, we made biscotti for everybody, and we would make little goodies as gifts, and then I just, I, that love of baking stuck with me. I got really obsessed with this movie in high school called My Blueberry Nights, which is some indie romance starring Nora Jones where she works in a pie shop and she makes pies. And I was like, I, thought, I need to be that. I need to be her. So I spent an entire summer perfecting my blueberry pie and then I gave it to the boy that I have a crush on. And much like all of the boys, I had crushes on um he is gay so but he loved my pie he mm. so right now i am sitting in my uh, florida ceiling gold plated diamond encrusted temperature controlled studio manifestation live in action because I deserve for everything in my life to be gold plated and temperature controlled thank you very much I have only two beverages today which is unheard of absolutely unheard of uh, a water a tall water with a lemon and weirdly enough a hot coffee with a splash of oat milk and a scoop of protein powder <laughs> like I am so broke right now I am so broke I am so broke. Uh, if I say it enough times, I will accept it or maybe make you guys feel bad enough to send me your money. If you ever do want to donate money to me and Emily, Venmo at Tiny Stage Comedy or just hell, subscribe to our Patreon or come to a show and put a few dollars in our tip pot. Much appreciated. But in I'm, I'm used to being broke. I've been super broke on and off my whole life. It's all good. I, my basic needs are met, and that's as much as I can ask for. And for the most part, I am happy and fulfilled. So all good things. But I <laughs> found myself with a massive tub of protein powder that I didn't particularly like back when I was 
back when I was living the life, working five days a week, able to just grocery shop for whatever I want, I got this protein powder and I was like, "Mm, I don't like this. It kind of tastes like stevia and it made its way to the back of my pantry. And now that I am scraping, you know what I'm scraping? Uh, I had to pull that protein powder out and I have to have to put it in stuff so that I don't pass out from low blood sugar. Okay. But yeah, I'm at that point where I'm I'm pulling out the massive can of green beans and garbanzo beans and weird fire roasted tomatoes which actually that's not a very strange thing to consume but basically all this stuff that gets pushed to the back of the pantry the frozen cauliflower in the freezer it's all getting consumed because <laughs> the girls gotta eat and I am right now I think aside from when I have like muffins in the house I'll eat all five of them but I am eating pretty healthily right now ever since I didn't even talk about this last week can't even believe it but I am now the proud owner of a juicer whoa would you believe it moment of silence of gratitude um yeah it's it's basically life-changing so I can go to the grocery store and spend not that much really like probably like 10 bucks on fresh produce kale carrots celery most importantly and make like a week's worth of juice which the amount of money that's saving me versus when I was buying pre-bottled juice it is worth the effort people people talk about how it's so hard to clean your juicer but it's even harder to clean your asshole and juice will do that for you so I highly recommend getting yourself one if if you can manage. And if you can't, if we know each other, if we know each other like that, I will not clean your asshole, but I will make you a cup of fresh juice. I'm all, hey, sharing is caring, you know what I mean? Okay, on that note, I... <laughs> I have recorded a very long intro, that's fun that'll be that'll do that'll do it that'll do pig um and today I get to have a very special guest on the podcast probably not to not to put down my past guests but probably my most special guest so far I'm very excited to share with you all a conversation between myself and my sister Lily okay checking the microphone checking the microphone oh yeah oh yeah baby I'm here with my sister what do you want to introduce yourself (laughs) are we doing the thing oh we're just doing a test um I'm 14 genius in the making uh (laughs) what's your name Lily. <laughs> well, Lily. Hey. Thanks for being on my show. Of course. I'm going to get silly. I always get silly when it's us talking. Really? Yeah, when it's just me talking to other people, I kind of try to be 
professional uh-huh. uh, to use my good podcasting voice. Although I noticed I listened to the last episode with Emily and I talked like this the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> Have you listened to it? No, I was going to, um, but I think it said something inappropriate. Did it? Probably a few things. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you're a teenager, so yeah. If you that shit that we saw on the Bachelorette last night is way worse than anything <laughs> oh, I've said yeah. on my podcast. Although I think I just said something kind of inappropriate about like buttholes on <laughs> the intro <laughs> of this episode. So we, <laughs> I did. So when you listen to this one, maybe skip through the intro. Okay, I will. Yeah, I've never watched anything with you as raunchy as what we watched last night. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, let's give our opinions on um, the guys there. Oh my gosh. Well, you know how I feel like about Kitty Cat. Really? Kitty Cat, it, he was my top. Kitty Cat was my top for one episode. And then in the second episode, he got moved down to my second favorite. Who's your first what is that guy's name who they cried together over their dead dads? Greg. Greg. That, I feel like they're soulmates. I almost. feel like, yes, like, they seem, like, crazy comfortable together. Mm-hmm. And they look good together. Yeah. So. I'd say, yeah, that, Greg is my top favorite. And then I really like Trey, the guy that's super funny one's that he did like puppets oh yes 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 that guy's awesome trey's my third favorite yeah so we've got a top three and then least were the worst uh, who's the guy that he was like basically not everyone's here for the right reasons but i'm not gonna say who carl carl i hate, I hate when people do that thing where they're like i'm gonna spread drama but I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to spread drama. And it's like, well, why bring that, it up? It's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I'd say he's like least favorite. And then I didn't yeah. like, um, I feel like his name was like Aaron or something. Hmm. I'm so bad with putting names to faces. You'll have to tell me. What did he look like or what did he do? He did. So basically um, for this guy, Connor, when he um, was like being like malicious or something Mm -hmm. with like malicious intentions or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, he called him out and then he left or the guy that left. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, that guy. I don't know how I feel about him yet. It seems like he was trying to help. Yeah, because he was like standing up for katie and everything yeah he was like hey man you made her upset why'd you do that for no good reason yeah right reasons do you remember that season where they did a rap a rap yeah all the all the boys made a rap for the bachelorette was it for taisha maybe i don't know i remember it went right reasons right reasons looking for a girl for all the right reasons (laughs) right reasons i don't remember that right reasons okay (laughs) get stuck in my head all the time i was quietly 
singing it the whole episode yesterday you were yeah did you not hear <laughs> no. i was being kind of quiet no i was probably yelling over <laughs> it got intense yeah. and it didn't even make it to the part where somebody gets injured oh yeah the whole time they were mud wrestling i was on the edge of my damn seat there there was one clip of them going into an ambulance Mm-hmm. in the preview mm-hmm. so we'll have to wait and see Yep. Unfortunately, I am on board for this season. Really? If I if I get hooked in episode one, episode two, yeah, I have to keep up with it. Watch every episode. Mm-hmm. Bachelor Nation. Yeah. I like this show better without Chris Harrison. Yeah. I I, I don't think he adds much. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I did read a romance novel that he wrote once, and it was very good. Really? I feel like you told me that. It was called The Last Letter. Yeah. What did he do bad? Um, I'm pretty sure some... So, The Other Bachelor... Um, mm-hmm. The Other Bachelor was... He didn't want to marry the girl, but he was going to date her, um, like, at the end of the show. And it, her okay. name was, like, Rachel or something. Okay. And, like, a couple years before she was in some college thing where it was like against some like uh it was something really racist rachel's racist yeah rachel's really racist rachel's racist and chris harrison backed her up yeah okay wait hey siri why is chris harrison bad (laughs) controversy Chris Harrison should not host the... It's once again time to call for Chris Harrison's retirement from The Bachelor. Wow. I don't want to sit here and read this whole article, but basically what you said looks right. So Rachel posted some, when she was in her sorority, some photos wearing a costume that sort of glamorized uh, the the image of the slave-owning South. Um, and Harrison argued that although the photo was not a, is not a good look right now in 2021, it was much more excusable in 2018. Which is not true. Which is not true. Well, I'm going to have to take some time later to read this article because that's quite interesting. Yeah. And I feel like um, like with uh, cancel culture and everything, mm-hmm. it's so um, like that was they people pick the wrong people, you know, sometimes. And that mm. was a good pick. But I guess <laughs> like I guess going back to like cancel culture and everything, I feel like sometimes people make mistakes on canceling the wrong people but that was like he was the right one yes chris harrison was canceled for the right reasons right right reasons (laughs) wow uh speaking of cancel culture that's kind of a new thing in the past couple of years yeah what does that mean i mean i can kind of base define it in my head it's when right when someone does something that you that is wrong basically or that you feel that a a mass of people feel is wrong and so they're is it them as a person or the content that they create is 
um, what's the word? Not banned, not shunned, uh, protested. Yeah, I feel like with like, I it's good to hold people accountable, you know, mm-hmm. um, and tell them like what they're doing is wrong. But mm-hmm. obviously, when they cancel someone it's like their whole career and Mm. everything and Mm -hmm. i mean it depends on the person but it like if they did something and it was in the past and Mm -hmm. they said something like a slur or something like that um they would get canceled and they won't give them a chance to like um i guess explain or make amends yeah make up for it which seems pretty like we, I don't know, it just, I, I feel like it's hurting a lot of people's mental health and, uh, like, especially celebrities. Being canceled, or yeah. the fear of being canceled. Yeah, because I feel like there's so many reasons that you can get canceled and, like, um, it depends on the thing that they're canceling them on, but mm-hmm. if it's something that's not worth canceling them just holding them accountable and telling them that it's something wrong yeah absolutely and then do you think that that person should have the opportunity to speak their truth and create a dialogue yeah definitely and do you think that's the most productive way to do things i think so because if you're not letting the person give them like a chance to um like I don't know, um, realize that they've grown and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, Like, some people don't grow, uh, I guess. True. Or change. True. But, obviously, if, like, it was from 15 years ago or something. Yeah. And it's not something super serious, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't give them a chance, or I guess 15 years is a long time, but, like, maybe, like, five years or something, and they like to tweet or something like that. Right. Something like that easy to make a mistake yeah so easy to tweet something that maybe you don't realize at the time is not an acceptable thing to say yeah and I feel like also with you don't know what the other person's intentions are when they're Mm -hmm. doing that Mm -hmm. so like if you like an Instagram picture you could be scrolling through and just like liking everything and scrolling you know so you don't you never know like what actually went on that's super true that's true there's two sides to every story everybody has their own perspective I think about this a lot because it's very prevalent in the comedy community yeah how is it well, not just not just people making jokes or saying things that are offensive or unacceptable. Uh, there's a fine line between, like, some things I think should just not be said, like racial slurs, hard no. Yeah. As far as what content you're making jokes about, whether it's a rape joke or an abuse joke, it's not pleasant to hear that stuff sometimes, but I, th- I feel like you can make jokes about that stuff because it's com whether it's a good joke or a bad joke i mean usually i think it, i've never heard a rape joke i've heard one rape joke i liked and it was made by a woman mm-hmm. um it was a funny joke that was a cameron esposito joke that i think about a lot but other than that you know you're gonna make a room of people uncomfortable or upset you're not doing your job as a comic making people happy but should that mean you're canceled you know for trying something kind of edgy that 
likely will offend a certain group of people. Yeah, is it, I feel like it, is it something they have gone through? The, that's a very, very good point, actually, because Emily and I talk about this because some people are, have been upset in the past in our local community about suicide jokes. Yeah. Um, Emily experienced, oh, I don't know if I can say this, Actually, I think she would say it herself, but she has experience with that yeah. personal experience. And so because of that, she I think she thinks and uh, I think a general consensus would be that she can make jokes about that and is, yeah. is able to make it funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone getting on stage that hasn't experienced that and making jokes about it, that's probably not going to land. It's not going to be received well. Yeah, because I see like... Um you know with dark humor and stuff Mm -hmm. people get the uh, definition of it like really wrong because it could be a really insensitive joke that they're just saying to cover it up with just saying like it's dark humor you Mm -hmm. know totally you know like stuff like racial slurs and Mm -hmm. joking about stuff they haven't gone through but when it's something that they like someone has gone through and they know how it has affected them Mm -hmm. I think it's right for them to like joke about stuff they have gone through yeah I totally agree with you you're so smart and insightful thank you yeah 14 years old man (laughs) another another way that that can kind of come up in the comedy community especially for me is with men being physically violent Mm -hmm. and aggressive um I had a, a situation, I think we've talked about myself, where a friend of mine hit me in the face and it really scared me and I wasn't able to talk about it for a long time. Um, his perspective of the story, which I eventually got from him, is that he was joking. Right? Yeah, that's, that's my reaction. Not, right. not an okay joke, not acceptable. <sighs> At the same time, I can't be in his head and know what he's gone through but in my mind I went to this very firm place eventually when I went through a certain amount of healing because at first I was like oh he was kidding and I told people oh no it was just a joke don't mind me and then I realized eventually wait that was not okay yeah and it's okay that I realized that several months later Mm -hmm. um and so then I started talking about it and it looked weird to other people because people were like oh but she said he was just joking it was okay and it was like yeah because he really not me it was me I can't blame anything on him but I was protecting him yeah um because it was a friend of mine and so then when as soon as I made that change of like that was wrong then I was like cancel him like he can't be on any shows or come to any places and unfortunately that is not the reality like I see him a lot of places and a lot of women have have to experience that with men that have done worse yeah and so that I don't know if that comes into play with cancel culture because it's not the content that they're saying it's like their actions yeah but also people change and so what if you know five years down the road he really realizes that was an unacceptable thing to do and truly wants to make amends yeah I don't know the answer to that yeah because it's so hard like especially I think with things that have 
people said and everything but actions speak louder than words you know mm. a lot of <sighs> the times yes so yes I, lily preach <laughs> so i think it's like hard to um know with that kind of situation that's a very good point point. and as of right now like i feel i don't feel scared when i see him out i can accept that the place that he was in for some reason he thought that was an acceptable joke um yeah some actions it's just like fool buddy you're never coming back from that but it's true sometimes you just want to tell people this has been on my mind a lot lately because i get very frustrated when people are all talk no action Mm -hmm. you just want to be like shut up and show me yeah just do it you'll you can waste your breath you can talk till you die get nothing done Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah man that was a that got heavy that got real lily <laughs> that shit got real i wasn't expecting i thought we were gonna talk talk about the uh, bachelorette <laughs> <laughs> we got into like cancel culture and abuse but hey you know it's real that's that's the world we're living in and it's a world full of dark things and also full of amazing great things like the new olivia rodrigo album <gasps> have you listened i've been listening like non-stop i did not know this so you like it yes i love it me too lily told i mean no emily emily told me to listen to it and she was like i bet lily likes it and i was like i don't know lily's into some pretty obscure shit like <laughs> so that's that's uh that's cool enough for you yeah it's what's, really good what's your favorite song uh, let me pull it up so I can see the names of them. I really like that first one that's very punk sounding, where Brutal. she's like very mad. Yeah, so I, I listened to that one and I was like, okay, this is going to be like that kind of album. But then I kept going and I was like, wait, no, it's goes up and like peaks and valleys. Yeah. Arcs. It gets it gets melancholy and then it gets um, a little like heartbreaking and then it's a, a bit positive. Um, oh, I really like Deja Vu. Love that one. You get Deja Vu. Um, I hope you're okay. Made me cry. Really? Yeah. It sounds like that's about a friend, right? Mm-hmm. That just has been is going through some shit. Yeah. Has a hard life. And it's just that feeling of just wishing the best for someone. She's 17 years old. Yeah. And I really, her, um, like, whole, if it gives that, like, Taylor Swift vibe a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, especially, uh, what's that one's favorite crime is, like, sounds a lot like it. And Mm -hmm. um, there's another song that she sampled with Taylor Swift, but Mm -hmm. she has that, like, um, Taylor Swift and then like Phoebe Bridgers and like oh my god yes. I love those type of people yeah or songs I guess and not only the songs and the music but something about her whole aesthetic speaks so like it just the the vibe of being angry I guess but also soft yeah still like expressing these serious emotions. But also, she is just a girl, mm-hmm. just a 17-year-old girl. And the album cover is so cute. Like, 
the the letters that are like those old school friendship bracelets. Yeah, it's really cute. And then the stickers, which remind me of Glossier She's stickers. Glossier? You know the skincare brand? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've got those little like clip art, like uh, collage style stickers. Mm-hmm. That's a look that I'm very into. Yeah, she, um, the, she posted something on Instagram with all the magazines with like all the covers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone noticed that it said sweet, so people think that she's gonna have a sweet and sour tour. Oh wow! Which I thought was really cool. It's like she did like a little secret teaser. Yeah. Brilliant marketing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, she started as a Disney star. She was dating a dude, right? And then he left her for some blonde girl. Let's, okay. um, Tell me. I need to know. I love, I don't know why I got (laughs) so invested into this drama or whatever (gasps) when um, driver license happened. I love that song. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, basically, like, I don't, I guess this isn't go. like, this isn't going to be like Sabrina Carpenter is not going to listen to this. Is that the that blonde bitch? <laughs> can, can I call a teenager a bitch? And then cut this out. I think she's like 20 years old like. Okay. Um, then it's fine. Yeah. So, um Sabrina Carpenter and Joshua Bassett. Um Is that the guy? Yeah, so okay. what th- does he look like? He's just like a curly hair boy. Um but he so they worked on a show together called the like high school musical the series yes i remember that i didn't watch it but i saw the covers he is looks like a 12 year old boy (laughs) that's all i'll say um (laughs) so basically they dated for like a really like i think when they were filming and everything Mm -hmm. and then um she was so he was 19 i think or maybe 18 no he was 19 and she was 16, so I think that they weren't, like, allowed to date then, because it... Yeah, I think technically with this, what is it, the statute, statute, statute of limitations, that yeah. it would be fine, because if he's, she's 16 and he's 18... Yeah, I think so. It's um not a good look, but n- also not illegal. Yeah. And I might be wrong. It might she might have been seventeen or something. Okay. But basically, he like said that he would wait for her to turn eighteen mm-hmm. or something. I'm not completely sure, but uh, like he didn't, and they broke up, <gasps> and then he started going out with Sabrina Carpenter. Who is Sabrina Carpenter? Is she on the High School Musical cast? She no, I think she she was on um, Girl Meets World. Do you know that one? No. Of course her name is Sabrina. Oh, my God. She looks like she'd steal your man. <laughs> She's cute. <laughs> so so I th- are they still together? I think so. They <gasps> Like, what got everyone crazy is that on TikTok, they posted something on Halloween of them, like, hanging out together. That was, like... Sabrina and that dude? Yeah, and that was their, <sighs> like, first, like, showing of them together or something. Wow. But... Yeah, I got so invested, and I was listening to Driver's License. I was like, man, that would suck. Because she was heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, you can feel it in that art. Like, he broke her heart. Yeah. 
And there is nothing like, you haven't experienced this yet, have you? No, but it feels like I have. Right? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even need to now. Uh, That's the uh, great thing about good art like that is that it really puts you in the shoes of, of that scenario. Yeah. And you feel like you're in it with her. And there's, like, stages of her songs, too. I think that's so great, mm-hmm. like, um, with going through that, like, she had, like, an anger mm-hmm. category where it's, like, good for you was, like, mm-hmm. really good. Um, and then she had, like, sadness to where, like, it was, I think, like, some of the songs weren't about the breakup. Mm-hmm. Like, Brutal and Hope You're Okay doesn't sound like it was. Mm-hmm. But um, the one step forward and three steps back is like so good um and it's like really sad and everything yeah and then favorite crime is really good um and then brutal is like kind of angry it's a growth it's like it's like yeah because she does get to that acceptance phase yeah finally which i mean dude if after she i hope that after she wrote the first song inspired by this breakup she was just like thank you for breaking up with me yeah i mean she got like what did i'm pretty sure she got like a bunch of awards it has skyrocketed yeah her career and that's like i've written my best jokes right after a breakup mm-hmm. and it will make you make sadness great art doesn't have to but whew, it can sadness makes some good art mm-hmm. man like sitting around wishing to be dumped so I can write something good again. <laughs> like, um, what's the one song? Thank you. Next. Yes. I'm so fucking grateful. Yeah, but that's like, I mean, that's a really good one. It's not that same. Cause she, it's like she skips all those other phases and goes straight to the acceptance. Yeah. Although that album, I'm trying to think. I was pretty into that al- that Ariana album as well, but I can't think of the the storyline of that one. But, man, this one just really goes into those deep, dark, raw places mm-hmm. of losing. And I don't know if it's like, because I'm only 20, how old am I? 26. I'm only 26. <laughs> So I don't know if breakups continue to be this hard. Yeah. But so far, that's about what it's like. I mean, it makes you question everything. You're just like, was nothing you ever said true? Mm-hmm. Like, And then you, of course, when they start dating someone else, you start imagining them together and that tears you apart but always deep down especially if you have your art and you're able to make stuff out of it there's also a part of you that's just like thank you like this is part of my path I'm going to use this sadness how I need to until it turns into cash money yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's also like when you're like I haven't gone through a breakup or anything, but with friends and everything, Mm. um, you can see that you don't want to be treated that way. Yes. So it's like, like, thank you for teaching me that I don't want to be treated that way. And it's like when you go into your next relationship or next friendship or anything, it's Mm -hmm. like, 
oh, if I see those patterns again, I'm leaving, like, right away. Yes, exactly. It teaches you so much. Yeah. That's so true. And that comparison to friendships is, it's a good one because that, that same process happens when you have to break up with a friend or when a friend breaks up with you. Yeah, and I feel like that's not talked about a lot. Like, that's true. Obviously, like, breakups, like, I feel like with breakups and everything you have like this romantic um thing going and then you Mm -hmm. have like more time spent together i guess Mm -hmm. um but with friendships it's a different thing because you're um you're not expected that it's gonna break up you know right i guess totally i guess in 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 a relationship you always know that that could be coming but yeah you think your friends are just gonna be there for the long haul yeah and when you're your age, especially, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do find that one friend that you stay friends with middle school till old ladies, but I didn't find my first friend that I will will be friends with my whole life until high school. Mm-hmm. That's Paige. Yeah. So, actually, that's not true. In middle school, I met my friend William, who is also a lifelong friend. Mm-hmm of mine so you never know when those people are going to come but when you do have that good friend that uh treats you right takes care of you you want to keep them around and and not like takes care of you like yeah. like you're uh you know like doesn't baby you or, or anything but makes you feel loved and appreciated and seen and heard listens to you mm-hmm. that's crucial and the one thing I realized, like, I, with, like, some of my friends that I'm not friends with anymore, I had, like, a lot of disagreements with them. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you should have agree- disagreements with people. Like, that's part of, you know, being a human and having different opinions and right. other things. But when it comes to treating people and everything mm-hmm. and, like, how you talk about them and, like, I think... I was having a lot of disagreements and I wasn't like listening or like I wasn't disagreeing, you know, or like um, I wasn't saying anything about it, I guess. And with like some of my like one of my friends now, we never have disagreements on how to not treat people Right. right it's just smooth sailing in that way yeah it's so great so that those actual if you do have disagreements, they're probably about things that make maybe make you think or i i don't know do you have any sort of disagreements with her with this new friend um well with ella um mm-hmm. i don't know if i can say her i i think i can say her name it's fine um but she like we always are on the same page which i think people mm-hmm. see that as like oh like you should disagree on things because um like if you're the same per like i don't know Right. But um, we, I think it's just important to have the same values as to how to treat people, how to, like, respect and be loyal and, yes, you know, stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how I feel about Emily. We, yeah. Like, that stuff is uh, no discussion. Like, how you, how you treat people, how you speak to people, how you respect people, respect their time, respect their humanity, their emotions. Um, but we do have disagreements 
a lot. There's a lot of stuff that we do disagree on. We had a disagreement just the other day about I can overthink things. And so Mm -hmm. she's a good balance to me because she doesn't really overthink things. She just kind of feels how she feels. And that's that. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I was asking her if if I'm allowed, if I can say the word hype. Um, I was like, (laughs) she was like, basically like, why are you even thinking about that? Like, obviously you can. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know where the word originates, if it's if it's like my word to use. Mm -hmm. I don't I I mean, because language can be appropriated. And I think about that a lot. Like, I want to be conscientious in the way that I speak and dress. And yeah, so she was like i'm sorry that you spent waste time thinking about that um (laughs) she she feels that language is is mutable and words don't necessarily belong to certain people or certain groups of people so you know her viewpoint is like obviously you can say hi why are you even spending time thinking about it yeah i totally see that way of thinking i don't Mm -hmm. i don't agree with it i think that everything can be examined and you know I ended up not saying it I for me personally I was like that and maybe it's just because that's that's not a word that's natural to me or that I really grew up using so I definitely did take it from someone else's culture that's not mine yeah and so I didn't personally feel comfortable using it but I I I thought about it in a way that I wouldn't have otherwise, thanks to her, which was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. It's always good to get different opinions on things. Oh, uh, yes. That is so true. It's hard for me because I don't want to do what anyone tells me. I want to do exactly what I want to do and not ha- like have anyone telling me what to do. But there's a difference between people telling you what to do and then people just giving their experience insight and then you listen to that and yeah. you take what is useful to you. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. have like I have the same whenever someone tells me like they're like it depends on the opinion too. like I don't know if this is a toxic trait because obviously we all have toxic traits and everything, mm-hmm. but I try to like fix things like this but it's like Mm. when um someone gives me like an opinion that I don't (laughs) like um I didn't ask for you know like right obviously like um if it's something that's um like maybe you shouldn't have said that or something like Mm -hmm. or I don't know um that type of opinion I'm okay with but when it's something about like my looks or something I always Ah. get mad do you remember that time when mom (laughs) we uh I did that fake tan thing and obviously I should (laughs) have I should (laughs) have listened to her um because I was like orange and it was like really streaky and everything um and (laughs) she (laughs) was pretty streaky (laughs) and Um. I didn't want her like I I said to her like tell me give your honest opinion Mm -hmm. um and she said it looked good because it like looked good at first because it Mm -hmm. was like not streaky or anything it was like my first time Mm -hmm. um and then it got really streaky and she's like lily this like it looks really streaky (laughs) um and i was like you shouldn't give your opinion blah 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 like i didn't ask you that's so funny (laughs) and hey that's your right that's your right to say that i mean 
you had had you but you had asked for her opinion yeah I had (laughs) so well it was like a week ago like before she said that but I'm glad she did because I finally realized like I should have listened to her yeah Yeah. (laughs) because I'll look back at pictures like oh well sometimes I worry about that with you because I can't even imagine being a mother but like even as a big sister you know I want to tell you all the things that I had to learn the hard way yeah like how important it is to wear sunscreen Mm -hmm. I remember that was around the same time where I was like (laughs) stressing you out I was just like you need to wear sunscreen or you're gonna get skin cancer yeah and that's not a cool you shouldn't say that to a 13 year old (laughs) and make them like scared of going outside so I think there's a gentle way to share information like that I haven't figured it out yet I thought, I mean, I thought, like, I've I've worked on it a lot, because obviously, (laughs) like, things, like, um, you know, that affects, like, a long term, I guess, I've, like, it's, I think it's, whenever I feel like an opinion is coming from a good intention, it's Mm. very, like, I should, when you're telling me to wear sunscreen last year, I was like, oh my god, she's just... Uh, trying to tell me some weird stuff that I don't need or whatever I don't know (laughs) but I didn't like I I obviously put some on but I like didn't fully but now I'm like I don't want to um deal with the consequences and you were coming from a good intention right yeah thank you thank you for seeing that yeah it's hard when you're a kid because I truly I until I was maybe like 20 in a lot of ways I felt invincible and part of that was my depression because I kind of thought like probably won't even make it to 25 you know what I mean like I truly didn't see myself in my 30s or 40s it was hard to imagine like getting through the next day Mm -hmm. so then around you know 20 25 26 when I started to really get my mental health under control and realize like a a huge part of it was finding stand-up comedy and realizing I have this passion that I want to pursue as hard as I can to see how far I can make it and then through that I was also like wow there's a lot of other really great things about me yeah I do want to be alive when I'm 30 40 50 60 Mm -hmm. and I want to look hot (laughs) you know I don't want to have like leathery Uh, wrinkles are great sunspots happen but Mm -hmm. if you can avoid them or if you can do something to prevent them in a major way because that's just there's so many miracle skin products out there yeah none of it will do for you what wearing sunscreen will do yeah that's like the best thing you can do for your skin Mm -hmm. because it like i've i don't know why but i was watching um uh, the Kardashians like vlogging mm-hmm. and stuff, and <laughs> I love to do shit like that. <laughs> I know. But um, Kylie has like a YouTube channel, and I looked at it, and they were talking about like beauty tips and stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this, like celery juice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I watched it, and Chloe Kardashian, she was like, Oh yeah, I put on sunscreen like all the time, and mm-hmm. she she was like my like hands and everything are super smooth because Mm -hmm. of it i was like that's a good like i think that's good um information to put out because like people like that are beauty influencers like Mm -hmm. saying stuff that like 
tips and everything mm-hmm. i think it's great yeah i think so too because it's like you're they really have influence like yeah they're na- and they're not say they're not saying i mean sometimes they are it can be hard to hear like oh you need this two thousand dollar laser machine for your face and this fifty dollar skin cream yeah sunscreen you can buy for like 20 bucks mm-hmm. and yeah your your hands the tops of your hands and your decollete mm-hmm. are the first places that start to show signs of aging because yeah. they get hit by that sun all the time i'm thinking about investing in driving sleeves <laughs> what is that it's just like a special sleeve that you pull up over your arm for when you're driving so the sun because most of your sun damage on your arms and hands happens when you're driving mm-hmm. the sun just beats down on it so it's like a cool little sleeve that protects <laughs> your arm <laughs> look like such a freaking nerd <laughs> let me put my driving sleeves on when i'm like drive when you make some friends when you finally make some friends <laughs> And I'm driving you guys around. I'm going to be like, hold on just a minute. <laughs> Put my sleeves on. You guys want some celery juice? <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. I'm thinking, oh, if we have more time, I have some skincare <laughs> stuff that I wanted to talk about. Yes, we do. We can wrap things up with skincare corner, skin corner with lily yeah skin corner <laughs> get your skin on put your skin wake up put your skin on you're ready to go <laughs> yeah. yeah um I your skin looks so good really it's Thank like you. glowing you're welcome clear you. yeah um i've so when i figured like with me having like struggling with anxiety and all that stuff like mm-hmm. um having depression also a little bit just having like no motivation to do things I guess Mm. um it was a really hard time for me to brush my teeth and like wash my face and stuff right um that happened a lot in seventh grade where I was like getting bullied for like having no motivation or anything Mm because I was they're like pointing out stuff that like I was really insecure about but I wouldn't fix or Mm. anything I don't know like I had but I didn't need to fix it for them I I just needed to take care of myself you Mm -hmm. know it but it was like I and I realized, like, over quarantine, I was like, I really need to do things to make myself feel better instead of yeah. other people. And um, so I started investi- investing in, like, products that were long-term, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I – so I went to Sephora the other day. Oh, baby. Yeah, I would never go there. It was, like, a really odd thing for me because yeah. – um, going to the mall freaks me out, but it's a bad place. Um, yeah. So, but I did get some really good skincare, and it's been <gasps> working out really great. Cause I, when I didn't have any mo- motivation, I would still do it in the morning. Sometimes it would be mm-hmm. a little bit later, mm-hmm. but it would, and at nighttime I would have a really hard time. I would just go to sleep and mm-hmm. stuff. But I think it's really, um, it, it helps a lot to do it at nighttime too, cause. Like, I think you're going through so much in the day and everything yes. with your skin. Yes. Um, so, I got this thing called the uh, Youth to the People Cleanser. Oh, my God, yes. Emily swears by that stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, it has kale and it's really organic mm-hmm. and everything. So, it's been, like, great for my skin. Uh, first, I, so, I'll go through my routine. Yes, please. Um. So, I do the CeraVe foaming 
acne cleanser. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, gentle drugstore cleanser. Yeah. Very affordable. Um, so it can, like, wash off, like, if I have any, like... Uh, Oils. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, so I do that first. And then I feel like the used to the people thing needs, like, a cleanser before... Because it's, like, kind of like a cleaning cleanser, but it, I don't feel like it gets all the oil and everything. Yes, I'm all about a double cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, I've been doing that, and then mm-hmm. there's the th- Ordinary stuff. I don't know that brand. Um, it's from, I don't know where it's from, but it's, like, um, they have, like, serums and, like, everything okay from sephora yeah um Mm. so i've been using the buffet serum and it's supposed to help with like all the like acne and like spots and everything Mm -hmm. i guess so you put that on okay and then you use the ordinary moisturizer yes um and then i put on some sunscreen after yes well that's usually in the morning in the morning sure not at night (laughs) yeah but um i put on the moisturizer and then, what else? I feel like that's it. That's it? That's a really good, you've got a double cleanse, a serum, a moisturizer. If you're going to add in anything, I would first do a toner, mm-hmm. add in a toner, which you, your toner you would put on before your serum. Yeah. And also just throughout the day. And mm-hmm. then, never too early to start putting on a good eye cream. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does it do? Wrinkles? Well, it depends on the type you buy. For you, I would get one that's more like um, hi- ultra hydrating, can mm-hmm. help with like puffiness, dark circles, yeah. just like brightening up the area, making you look more awake. Mm-hmm. I right now use an eye cream from Trader Joe's. They sell skincare? They do. I yeah. Know yeah. It was because I ran out of an expensive one I had from Aveda and I'm a little broke right now so I saw it was like 10 bucks I was like this will do for now mm-hmm. and I do think that if anything that area under there uh, feels a bit more hydrated Yeah. and when you put it on you just do little gentle pats <laughs> with your ring finger because <laughs> that skin is so thin and sensitive, like my heart. <laughs> like my poor little heart. <laughs> my poor little heart just can't take it. Yeah, I think that's um, a good way to uh, end it. You ready to, are you, are you trying to, are you trying to tell me you're done? No. Are you done with this conversation? <laughs> no, I'm not done. I just, I don't know how long we've been. <laughs> I don't know either. It feels like forever. And my two rice cakes that I had for breakfast, that makes me sound like a crazy person. (laughs) My rice cakes are wearing off. Oh, they are? Yeah. (laughs) When did I calm down? It was like 11.45? Yeah. So basically, we've been talking for a million years. (laughs) Yeah. We've already had to be together for... 14 years are you 14 yep we're tired of each other we're so tired and we need a little break <laughs> so yeah thank you so much lily thank for you. coming and talking to me yeah this has been a great chat uh-huh. and thank you all for listening do you have any any last do you have any last words um 
No. Do you got anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of your um, comedy people would. <laughs> but um, I have, uh, uh, I was thinking, so I have a TikTok account. <laughs> um, that's uh, Lily Claire Y. Um, L-I-L-Y-C-L-A-I-R-E-Y. Um, that's about it. I think my Instagram is private, so it's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably good. Lily and I might be bringing our podcast we do together back eventually as well. Yeah. That's news to her. This is the first time that I have told her about that. Really? Um, we were talking about it a long time ago, but it kind of disappeared. Yeah, it's been a minute, but this was so fun that it just got me thinking. Yeah. Need to get a couple of pink suits. Yep. And get back down here in this gold-plated studio. <laughs> gold-plated. That's what I, shh, that's what I tell them. Okay. Diamond-encrusted, temperature-controlled. <laughs> it's really actually fancy. We have, um, like, uh... Oh, man, I can't. I was going to give... There's a soft-serve ice cream machine. Yeah, we have a popcorn uh, machine, too. A caramel fountain. And then, like, and also, like, a chocolate fountain besides that. And then, and then there's a tiny little house full of little dogs. Yeah, just really tiny, uh, like, really miniature. Like how Paris Hilton has. <laughs> so we've got to go feed the dogs and then get some soft-serve from our ice cream machine. Bye. Bye.